And I see this on Twitter. And I know that NFL jerseys are expensive. They cost a lot of money. I'm not telling anybody what to do with their cash or anything like that. I still say it's a little disrespectful to Allen Robinson, who was a good player for us the last year, notwithstanding. He chose to come to Chicago. He chose us over Green Bay and some of the other teams. And I understand it ended poorly. And you're ready to move on. But instead of taping over his name, how about just go buy just go buy the Valus Jer- Valus Jones jersey? I know it'll you might need to save up a little bit. They're not cheap. Maybe you can go find that site that gives the the Chinese knockoffs or what. I probably shouldn't say that though, because I'm employed by the NFL. Go to NFL shop please and purchase a jersey. Save your money. Have some respect for for everybody all the way around. And I think it'll help out Bayless Jones. I think they could get a percentage of these jersey sales anyways. You don't want to help the young man out? He's very close to retirement. Okay, I'm not doing those jokes. But in any event, Sammy, before I say any more, let's start the show. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back. Justin Fields making magic happen. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's gonna be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. It is me, Adam Rank, and we are gonna have a great show for you today. Joining us here in a couple of minutes will be famed internet sensation. Ill Will is going to be joining the show. We're very excited to have him. Uh, But before we do that, before we get to him, I did want to take a a moment to mention that the Bears just had one of their mini camps. And it seems if you're going and and if you saw this, uh, the, the, the story today or Thursday in the athletic, the Bears offense looks like it's really going to resemble the 49ers offense. We brought in, obviously, we have a fullback now, which is which is huge. I think that can't go understated. Uh, Kari Blasengame is our fullback. Actually, he's going to be joining the show next week uh, to talk about the, the 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 evolution of this offense. And to me, it is one of those things that like hearing everything out of camp, and I don't want to get too bogged down into like, well, Justin Fields missed a throw here, or he's working on his motion there. Like, look, it's a work in progress. He is a second-year quarterback, first year of having an offense designed for him, and if he is going to have an offense designed for him that is of the Mike Shanahan or the Kyle, well, that is Mike Shanahan filters all the way down. If it is that kind of scheme, that is only going to benefit Justin Fields and this Bears offense. And it is one of the things that we've been trying to tell people all along to try to fight back against this notion. And one of the guys who's been helping uh, to fight back against this notion is uh, is one of the guys who is one of he's one third of the Kangs of the Midway podcast. And I'm, I listen, I'm not cool enough to say that name. And I embarrassed myself. The three Kangs. I can't say that, right? Three Kangs of the Midway. I, I listen, I love the Beastie Boys. He loves the Beastie Boys. I should not be saying three Kangs. I'm so sorry. I know, I know you got to know yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you got to know yourself, but he's also one of the best guys on Twitter to follow. He is the keeper of all the receipts. For all your bad takes, you're going to have to pay for them in January because he has all the receipts. Please welcome to the show, Ill Will. I'm thanks, sorry. thanks. 
Thanks. Put listen. down the applause. Put down the applause. I'm just playing. I listen. <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm so excited to have you here. I've enjoyed following along uh, on Twitter and everything like that. I'm sorry that I embarrassed the three Kangs. Can you no, can you good. can you apologize to the rest of the Kangs? I feel <laughs> terrible. I'm like I'm not cool enough to say this name. You just you need it. And listen, I understand my limitations. I under I know this, but I uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for having me, man. It's all good. You know, that's why I said when we said on the podcast, uh, depending on your vernacular, right? It depends right. on how you say it. We say Kings, we say Kings, just depending right. on your vernacular. You know, we're Southern California. I'm a Southern California kid now. I've been adopted from Chicago, but, you know, Californians, yeah. I still speak kind of Midwest compared to Californians. But thank you for having me on. Yeah. Bears Twitter is quite, is crazy. Yeah, It's an it's interesting place. place. <laughs> it's an interesting place. I will... Speaking of Southern California, as m- many of you know, I live in Southern California. The only thing more toxic than Bears Twitter is Angels Twitter. Uh, I'm a member of both of them, so it's not fun. But I always, I always like your perspective, and I always appreciate you trying to ground everything in reality. Because forgive me if I if I'm wrong, but it feels like people are picking on the Bears because it feels like nobody. And I pay attention. I follow all the teams. Nobody gets as much scorn. Nobody gets as much uh, media scrutiny like the Bears. Have you noticed that? I've noticed that. I don't know if it's because we have a large fan base and we're like rabid, right? Like I'm at Walt Disneyland and I'm walking through with my Justin, Justin Fields jersey on and I'm hearing people scream, go Bears! Yeah. And, and they know we're like that. So I think they pick on us to get clicks and likes. And, and you know, and sometimes I try to help myself and sometimes I can't. It's just so bad, right? It's so bad. Like people just say, Justin Fields is a bust. And I'm like, how did you watch the Bears last year? Did you see yeah. Matt Nagy run curls and hitches and stick routes and, you know, leave them in five-man protection to get sacked by Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney like eight times a game? Like, did you see yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you watch the Browns game and think that that was on Justin Fields by any stretch of the imagination? I don't know. I saw people saying that he should have got the ball out quicker. And then he had 2.2 seconds to throw. Like <laughs> – <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Tom Brady can't even process information that fast. You know, yeah. What does he got to be like, Gabrielle Reese? Like volleyball? <laughs> that if the snap comes from center, he's just spiking it. Like, what do you want from him? Like, there's nothing. Like, you could not have gotten the like Miles Garrett almost beat the snap to exactly. Justin Fields. Like, what are you talking about? I I never understand this. It is it is crazy to me too. And I I and by the way, I need to announce this too uh, as we're recording this. I missed an opportunity to go on with the football outsiders Thursday morning. I was unable to, they invited me. I I accepted. I was unable to fulfill that commitment on Thursday. Hopefully in the future, we'll be able to do it because I wanted to go in and start talking about some of these things. Like it is so ridiculous. Like I don't understand like, well, they got a better offensive system. Yeah, but they've done nothing. I'm like, I, what, what, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this on our podcast on the three Kings. Uh, the, the Bears offense, they didn't have blue chip talent like at the top level, but they didn't have scrubs. Like I think yeah. Matt Nagy did not get the most out of his players. He didn't get he did not get the most out of the offensive line. He had Alan Robinson. He completely just bungled that situation. Yeah. He had Darnell Mooney, who's a good number two wide receiver. Cole Command has 60 catches. He's a good wide receiver. Jimmy Graham yeah. didn't even play. You you brought him back to like, I don't know, like play chess. With uh, Cole Komet, I don't know what he was there. Well, um, what, was, what was his he purpose? Called, yeah, he, he called 10 touchdowns the year before. Then all of a sudden, he just doesn't play. You sign Marquise Goodwin, Demir Bird. Oh, they can run fast. You don't even pass on the ball, right? Yeah. You don't. You, you 
he's allergic to running the ball. He had to run the ball when Laser started calling plays, but you got David Montgomery, you got Khalil Herbert, you got Damian Williams. You don't want to run the ball. And it's the same thing over and over. It makes your, your, your head hurt, you know, and you're seeing this stuff and you're like, you don't understand. I, I, get, I get why some people don't get it because they, yeah. they're not Bear fans, right? They're national media. They just right. glance over at the Bears every so often. We as Bear fans, we know this. We're like, why are we leaving five-man protections with Jason Peters? God bless Jason Peters. St. Peters. He's a saint, yeah. right? right? He's 40 years old. He's an old man. <laughs> I can't block Jadavian Clowney, right? I couldn't block him ever in my life. No, no, no. As a 40-year-old man, right? Come on, yeah. man. Oh, just, him just a tight end or something. Trying yeah. to chase the toddlers around <laughs> at this age is very difficult. I can't imagine trying to – trying to stop one of the best defensive players on the planet. It's just not going to work out. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I, I try to explain it to people and I'm like, listen, listen, it's like watching, speaking of toddlers, it's like watching a toddler play Madden and they're just not doing it. You're like, oh, give me the controller. <laughs> like if you give the control, like if you take the controller from somebody who doesn't know what they're doing and put it in the hands of somebody who's a little bit more competent, there's going to be an improvement. Yeah. I'm not saying that you're going to go out and you're going to beat Skimbo for the for the Madden title, but you're going to be better than you were when you had this toddler running the, the system. And exactly. in some respects, Matt Nagy, and listen, I wanted to love him as a fellow bald. Um, <laughs> I wanted to love him. I should have known. I should have known that first game when he, when he rolls into Miami and uh, he's got a visor on. It's like, bro, you're bald. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> I don't care how much sunscreen you have on. You're still wear the wear the trucker cap or something. At least do something. I don't know if he was trying to do his own thing. I just think that the system uh, is going to be a, a lot better. And obviously, I'm sure that you saw on the athletic, and I'm sure you're you're paying attention. Yeah. How do you feel about this transition? I love the idea of having Blossom Game in there as our Kyle Uzcheck type of player. How are you feeling about the offensive system? I like it. Uh, I, I've I've been known in the past to give a uh, Cal Shanahan some slander and not for his offensive scheme, which his daddy created and Gary, right. I want to give props to the originators and he innovated it. So yeah, I like that system for Justin Fields. And remember when Justin Fields came out, a lot of people thought Cal Shanahan was going to draft him, right? Instead yes. of Trey Lance, you know, the, the QB collective and he kind of came up on the Cal Shanahan. He was a shoe in for that position, right? For that, uh, that, for that system. I, I mean, and to have it in Chicago was like a breath of fresh air. You know, he played better under center. He played better on play action passes. He played better with vertical passing game, crossing routes, mesh, mesh concepts, rollouts. That's the staple of the Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay offense. I think it's perfect. And the run game helps the pass game because it helps. Yeah. And where Trevor Simeon said this, the play pass game, the play action game. You got good running backs, right? You have good running backs. You drafted another one. This, uh, this uh draft and, yeah the kid uh, from Baylor Eb- yeah Eb- yeah Ebner right Eb- all can catch the ball out of the backfield you pound people that's what Cal Shanahan does Cal Shanahan just pounds you pounds you pounds you then all of a sudden the linebackers creep up and then he does play action and then he hits you deep then you see you know yeah. you know George Kittle's like dancing in the end zone and Debo <laughs> Samuel's like running free you're like how did he get so open because they're playing a run I think it helps and I think they're helping Justin Fields, because they're not asking him to be Pat Mahomes, right? They're not going to ask him yeah. to throw the ball 600 times. He's like, okay, we, we understand you're a second, you're quarterback. We're going to run the, we're gonna run the ball. We're going to have a good defense. And if you take off, kid, you take off. But we're not going to throw it all on your shoulders. And when people say they're not helping Justin Fields, I'm like, 
this is they're not asking Justin Fields to be a superstar year two. Everybody, right. I tell you, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert like ruin it for every NFL. Hundred percent, right? absolutely. <laughs> they're awesome. They're amazing. I love them. You know, last year when when the Bears weren't uh like looking like they were going to address the quarterback position, I like fake threatened to be a Charger fan. <laughs> Same. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I was getting close. I was, I was, I was like, on, I'm, in, I'm in California. <laughs> I was in NFL shop. It would have been an easy transition for me. <laughs> and uh, oh man, we didn't have Justin Fields and they got Khalil Mack now. Oh man, they've been really tempting. So they ruined it because they kind of came out the gates on fire. Yeah. Not everyone has that projection. We don't even have the team that they had. You know, he has Brandon oh. Staley, you know, Buff, I mean, Cincinnati has an awesome team, you know, so we don't have the same infrastructure that they have. So you got to give it time. He may come out next year and throw for 4,500 yards, but yeah. I'm not expecting that, you know. No. I, you know, I think it's kind of foolish, uh, not foolish, but like, I, I, it's unreasonable because again, if they're running the, and I know that I made the Freudian slip at the top of the show where I was talking about the Mike Shanahan system, then I mm-hmm. tried to correct myself and I'm like, wait a minute, it is Mike Shanahan mm-hmm. system that we give to Kyle now. But it, it's one of those things like they're not – that's not a system that's going to allow you to go out there and throw for a ton of yards. Like that – it's just not just not going to happen. And and it's one of the things, too, that when you watch the 49ers play, like I don't think that it's any coincidence that any time that, that Jimmy Garoppolo's gone there and been successful, whenever he plays, Jimmy Garoppolo wins. Like he's mm-hmm. he just wins. And I don't think that you look at Jimmy Garoppolo and you're like, well, he's on Aaron Rodgers' level. Whatever C.J. Beathard – or any of those other guys, the, the the random the random jobbers they would pull out, the the anonymous the, the anonymous white QB who comes out of nowhere, <laughs> CJ Beathard and all these guys, um, Nick Mullins, mm. they all play well in stretches. Like they come in and they play pretty well, and it's because of that system mm. that is set up in place. And I would say that that Justin Fields is better than all of those guys that I just mentioned. I think that. You know, I, again, it goes back to the, like I, the notion of like, this is not going to help. Like how, like you, somebody like, and, and this is what I would have said on the football outsiders. Cause Aaron is, is very bright. Like you, how do you not understand this? Like if somebody's stranded, like if there's somebody who's in downtown Huntington beach right now, who's like, I need to get, I need to get to seal beach or I need to get to Long beach. You can give him a bike. He'll eventually get there. It'll take him a while. Or you can give him a car and he'll get there. He'll get there faster. I think it's the equivalent of upgrading from a bicycle to a car. Like, well, now it's going to be a little bit easier. Not going to be, you know, perfect, but it's easier. And I think that's what it's going to be like for Justin Fields. Yeah, it's definitely going to be easier. Uh, And you see it going on now. They're talking about uh, how they're working on his footwork. Uh, I don't think he was coached. I think I forget who who came out and said it It was a while ago. Like, this kid isn't being coached. They're not coaching him. Uh, Like, what they were asking him to do was just it, it was asinine, right? George Berlissimo gave me this link to this thing. And I guess the Bears had like this. Everything was like short to the left. Every every passing play. Like some NFL website had this. You don't think professional NFL teams know this? Like they're all running curl routes. They turn around and put their hands out. They get blasted in the back, right? And we wonder why our receivers didn't get separation. It, it, and it's the same thing. Matt Nagy was so predictable. We can call it. I was at the Rams game, right? The first game. It yeah. was disgusting. So far, stadium is I, I knew. I knew better. I knew better <laughs> than to go to that game. Yeah. My brother flew. My brother's in the Coast Guard, right? He oh, flew no. all the way from Maryland, no, no. right? To- no, no, no. Don't do that. My friend, <laughs> my friend Wolf, my friend Wolf drove in from Arizona, and I'm like, bro, you might want to stay home. Like, I, <laughs> even as the most optimistic Bears fan I know, I'm like, even I think. Mm-hmm. 
it was embarrassing. Even the Rams fans stopped giving us crap, right? They, they just kind of just like, hey, Bears suck. And they just like, yeah, you know, I wish they would play Justin Fields. You know, but you can see it. You, you're watching the field and you're just watching curl routes. You got Marquise Goodwin that runs a 4-2 and he's running the curl route. Mm. <laughs> Everything, I think the defense is going to help the Bears. Yeah. The what about that? Game. Like, Yeah, what about, I mean, they went defense. I think a lot of us, myself included, yeah, I, I wanted to draft a bunch of receivers. Looking at it now, getting Kyler Gordon, uh, getting the, the kid out of uh, Penn State. Bristol. I need to start – I need to start learning these names better. Um, I I'm kind of I'm good with it now. I think that we're in a spot like yeah, this is probably the best way to go. How do you feel about how the draft went? Uh, I had a feeling that it was going to shape up that way based on how the board was kind of falling. Yeah, right? on Friday it was apparent that they were taking a cornerback no matter what. Yeah, because you look at the board, you like man, there's a lot of good defensive players on the board, right? Yeah, and every and all the wide receivers in the second round had some type of flaw, right? And so you're like, okay, you got guys that should have gone in the first round, like Kyle Gordon. He was at he was in a green room. He was expected mm-hmm. to go in the first round. So yeah. if he's on the board and the Bears select him, I was like, I'm surprised he was even still there. And uh, my podcast mate, Devorey Nesby, actually said, I want Jaquan Brisker. I didn't watch a lot of Penn State football. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't super familiar with him. Yeah, but the kid is awesome. I knew amazing. he was good. Yeah, he's amazing. So you're like, these two guys probably could have went in the first round. So you got them in the second round. And then I knew that was going to happen. I think I joked on Twitter that, hey, when the Bears select two defensive players, Bears Twitter is going to go have a meltdown. And that's exactly what happened. (laughs) That's what we did the show. We did the show on Friday. And I'm pretty sure it was Shagru who was on with me. And I, I, we, we both knew that we were going corner. And I think that he was the one he's like, they're going to go two defensive guys. And I'm like, they they can't. They got to get like we'll still get a good. And sure enough, they did it. But looking back at it now, I think it's going to be good. And like you were saying, improving the defense improves the quarterback. Like how? Why do we have to explain this concept to people? I, I don't know. Uh, I think it's because of highlights and just it, it, like Bear fans. I think what it is too. And I've had people tell me this. Bear fans, we're so used to having a good defense. They just want to have the offense. Right, yeah. they don't have the high flying that's offense. That's how, that's how I felt. Yeah. yeah, same thing. But like I remember uh, Tony Dungy. I heard Tony Dungy. I think he was on the the uh, I forget which podcast he was on. He was with Das Davis okay. uh, from NBC Sports, and he said that you have to have an identity, right? You have to have an identity as a team. The Steelers have an identity. The Ravens have an identity. The Packers have an identity. And unfortunately, I did, uh, fortunately, the identity of the Chicago Bears is defense, right? Yeah, and so. Having a good defense doesn't prevent you from having a good offense. What it does is it keeps the game close, right, which is good. It doesn't put a lot of pressure on your quarterback. So, you know, you can still run the ball because you know what happens when you go down 40, 20 points. You can't run the ball. You're throwing yeah. the ball all again. So you keep the game close for Justin Fields. You got a good running game. So you can, good, you can have a good run-pass balance, and that helps the passing game. If you look at all the Shanahan-type teams, Matt LaFleur, uh, McVay, Shanahan, they all have good defenses. Yeah. They all have good yeah. defenses. That, that, goes like under, that, that goes under the radar. Like yeah. The Rams' defense was exceptional. The Packers' defense is exceptional. And you know what? The, the Packers threw the ball less than the Bears last year. Now, it helps yes. when you're winning games mm-hmm. and you're not trying to like play catch-up. But I think it's telling. Like Aaron Rodgers is very successful – and he does not have to throw the ball 700 times a year exactly. like the Saints or anybody like that. Like they're 
they're a run-based team. And I think that, you know, and you start looking at, you know, the way the, the Packers are constructed, where, of course, Luke Getze comes from. And you're like, okay, the quarterbacks, Rodgers might be a little bit better than Fields right now. Yes. But <laughs> with Devontae Adams now gone, I think, like, Mooney, Lazard, okay, that's sort of even. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert. I'm like, I I don't necessarily hugely tip the, the scales in Green Bay's fact, factor if I do at all. I think Aaron Jones might be a little bit more yeah. explosive. Bob Tunyon, Cole Komet. I'm like, there's a lot of similarity there. Mm-hmm. Like I, again, like I know we're optimistic Bears fans, but there's a lot of similarity there to be like, why, why do you think that we're going to win like three games? Like we're, we're a competent organization now, it feels like. Yeah, it's the wildest take. This schedule was not great, right? Like, like I'm an optimistic Bear fan. I can say, okay, we might not beat Green Bay twice. This that's pretty realistic. We'll um, beat like that dog, you don't listen, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Nagler, Tom Grossi, they don't watch this show. You don't have to be nice <laughs> to them. You can say you can say we could beat them. Like, no, I, I am a Packer hater. Everyone knows that. I, I, I my energy with the Packers remain the same. I don't care if we lose. I hate the Packers. Everyone knows it. Right. So uh, but I'm not gonna sit up here and, and say that, oh, we can't beat the Jets, we can't beat the Lions, right. we can't beat the Falcons, like who are these teams, right? You know, these teams are like, I think the Jets had the worst defense in the NFL. Talking yes. about football outsiders, according to DVOA on football outsiders, they were 32nd. The Lions were like 30th. Oh. I think the Jags oh. were 31st. You know, these they guys loaded, good. they loaded up on defense. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. I mean, they got no, they Sauce didn't. Gardner, but they spent yeah. a lot of a lot of equity. They, I'm sorry, I don't mean to go cut ahead. you off. Not no, enough good. to go, keep go me ahead. from doing it, but, it just, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like I think that it's more telling that you say, okay, our quarterback's good enough. Let's focus on the defense. Where the Jets are like, if we don't surround this guy with 85 potential all pros, he's not going to be worth anything. Mm-hmm. I think that's more damning than drafting defense. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, if he isn't the guy, you're done. You know, like the thing about like with Miami, not to go, I know there's Bears, but they surrounded. I'm a Bama fan, by the way, but I don't think too right. a superstar. But they spent a lot of money like he was a championship caliber QB. When he's not going to win, like let's be honest, like the Miami Dolphins aren't going to win the Super Bowl. I'm pretty confident yeah. saying that on live on there. You can uh, tag. Uh, Why don't we do that? Exposed, Sammy. <laughs> Sammy, make a graphic. It will. The Dolphins are not going to win the Super Bowl. It will. A sick podcast with Adam Ray. <laughs> right, and they spent a lot of money on offense. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather. I rather I like what Poles is doing. I don't think the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl this year, but I like the direction that he's going. Next year, we're going to have $100 million in, in, in salary cap. We're going to have all our draft picks. We're going to have a young team. We were the oldest team in the NFL, right? They yeah. drafted all these guys, all these young guys, all these offensive linemen, all this competition. We have a system. We're running the cover two, baby. <laughs> Tampa two Bears. We're running the Shanahan system. Let's just see how it works out. The part, the part of the fun of being a fan right? Because we're all fans. It's to see how this stuff works out. I want to see the offensive line competition. 100%. You know, let's play it out. Like, guys are like, we didn't, we need to sign a guard right now. And I'm like, why? We got to get that right guard. <laughs> right guard, the most important position in football. <laughs> I said, love you somebody as much as the Chicago Bears love the right guard position. Please. That was right. That's like, right. I, <laughs> Bear fans love the right I know, love Kyle Long. Bear legend. But I he love ruined him. it. I love him, but it is it is something else to see everybody 
And the guy was a Ryan Bates. When yeah. we did not get him, you would have thought that we were in the running for Devontae Adams. And at the last <laughs> minute, the Packers are like, no. The devastation of people, of a guy who played maybe five games. I forget what it was. It's like, it'll be okay. Like, we'll we'll figure it out. That's a that's a that's an easy fix. And again, and it goes back to like all these things. And Mark Sessler, who's a friend of mine, who wrote, you know, I I see these notifications come on my phone. It's like the Bears are trying to play in two different dualities of like building for the future, but also starting to trying to figure out if they have their quarterback. It's like, I don't understand why these two things don't work in concert. Like we will be able to tell, like, regardless of how many yards he throws for, mm-hmm. you will have a sense of if Justin Fields is a good quarterback or not by the end of this year, regardless of who the receivers are. It doesn't matter. You'll tell we're, we're sophisticated enough. We're not, we're not all rooted in fantasy football. Like I, I don't need him to go win me a fantasy title. And that's again, another one of my friends, JJ Zacharyson. He was like, Valus Jones might be the worst player that I've ever charted for fantasy ever. Worst rookie. And I'm like, and I told him, I said, I, I don't care. I don't, I literally don't care, but if he makes 10 YouTube worthy plays this year, scores a handful of touchdowns is a force in the special teams. Notice this too. And this goes again. I I notice a lot of things go underreported. I, I, I'm in the media. I should be the one like it should not be under. It's kind of not underreported because I do report it. Yeah. The fact that they went out and drafted so many guys who are exceptional in special teams should not go unwarranted because every time on the on day three, when they were picking all these guys and outside of the offensive linemen, everybody else they picked like, Oh, and he's also like, you know, Daniel Jeremiah said, like, he also excels on special teams. I'm like, that's not a, that's not a coincidence. That's not accidental. They, they understand they watched the playoff game. They saw, mm-hmm. they saw where the Packers Achilles heel was like, that is not, not something. No, that's not a That's not an accident. I think the Bears are building a team that's going to be good in all three phases of the game as opposed to these other teams, as you said, and I'm going to steal this point now, but like all these teams, the, the Dolphins, the, the Zach Wilsons, the Jets, all these teams are so top heavy that you've gone so far and above trying to make your quarterback comfortable that like you're not helping them out by losing games 45 to 40. Like that's mm-hmm. not going to help him. No, it's not. You, you know, like, uh, Matt Eberflus, you know, he's a he's a disciple of Rod Marinelli, right? Who's, yeah. Uh, you know, the Lovey Smith, the Tony Dungy, right? Remember those Bears teams? We had good special teams. We had good defense. We had a good running game. We just didn't have a quarterback. Sorry, Rex. Yeah. We just didn't have a quarterback, right? That's fair. We might actually have the quarterback now. Just imagine if you, just imagine if you put the quarterback on that team, right? Yeah. We would have won the Super Bowl. So 100%. I see. Yeah, 100% we would want a Super Bowl. I think Justin Fields is the quarterback, but they're building the entire team. Bayless Jones Jr. is a special teams monster. He won a uh, special teams player, yeah, I think, in uh, USC. And, USC, uh, USC and Tennessee. Man. And I Tennessee. Think it's most yeah. Yeah, he had like 600-something yards on kick returns, two, 300 on punt returns. I think he had 1,700 total yards, uh, almost 1,800 total yards in uh, total, just total offense and special teams for Tennessee. This this is who he is. You know, he's going to just be that all-purpose guy. That's why uh, a, a couple of us did. Brendan did, too. I did, too, about Percy Harvin, where he can return yeah. kicks and return punts. He's a wide receiver. He's on jet sweeps. He's catching slants. He's going deep. He's just going to be one of those kind of gadgety players that just moves all over the field. Sure, we don't have the big 
number one X Y receiver. We can get that. Like if I'm if I'm if I'm uh if I, I said this on the Three Kings podcast, if I have a car, right? I want to make sure my engine is right. I want to make sure yeah. I have proper tires. I got a good transmission. You know, all this to me, wide receiver one, like DK Metcalf and, and and these guys. This is these are the like the rims on the car, right? You know, this <laughs> is the last say. thing that I'm putting on the car. I want to have a good defense. I want to have a good offensive line. I want a good offensive infrastructure. I want to get special teams, and then now I can spend excess money on rims because everything else is right. Now I can go out and waste draft picks and waste uh, capital on a wide receiver. The Bears aren't there yet. You need to get all yeah. this other stuff correct first, right, uh, before you even get to that point. Darnell Mooney is a fine wide receiver. No, yeah. he's not A.J. Brown, but he's a fine wide receiver. He's an 80-catch, 1,000-yard wide receiver, and I'm tired of people just slandering Darnell Mooney. Yeah. You know, this did he, guy did he, he's a good Did he play receiver. more games than A.J. Brown last year? I'm pretty sure he did. Pretty sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And by the way, like – uh aj brown is built like roman reigns and uh darnell mooney's skinny and yet oh i'm sorry darnell mooney doesn't miss games exactly he's built like a like a special like a kicker but he keeps playing (laughs) he looks like a kicker but the boy is tough you know yeah yeah 100 percent. and it's one of those things i think that when people talk about wide receiver ones i know i've said this countless times but like everybody gets into like build a receiver mode on madden and you mm-hmm. want him to look a certain way, but it's like, look, Cooper Cup is not a big, I mean, he's tall, but he's not like, he's not all rocked up. He doesn't look yeah. like he's John Cena out there running around, <laughs> but he was out there and was the most productive guy in the NFL. And if, you, and if you funnel targets to a guy enough, he'll become a wide receiver one. And again, mm-hmm. you look at what the Packers have done. Like they, Aaron Rodgers ignores everybody outside of his top receiver, sometimes throws it to his running backs. And the Bears have added, you know, some guys who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Their tight ends developing. I don't know. It just, just, I don't know. It seems like a lie almost. It's like you're just not even. You're just now, you're just not being truthful. Which yeah, I think is a, the big. Yeah, it's a lot of that, but it's okay. I, I, I kind of prefer people to sleep on the Bears, right? When they hype us up, like in 2019, it always like kind of come crashing down. So yeah, don't but, hype us up. That was bad. That was that was all naggy though. He had gotten us into the he 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 sold us some uh some snake oil and I was there like, yeah, I'm buying it. Like this elixir works. I'm gonna grow a full head of hair. And then I was always disappointed too. And I'm ready to be hurt again. But every year, that first game of the season, I'm like, you know what? I I think this is it. He finally got his guy, or this is finally it. Maybe this is Andy Dalton. Maybe Andy Dalton, he was, you know, talking myself into like Andy Dalton played well for the Cowboys. Why should we ignore this? And then you're, you're, you're watching like five minutes of that game. You're like, yeah, it's the same thing. Like I, <laughs> what am I, what am I thinking? It's like watching Star Wars episode nine again and being like, it's going to be a different movie this time. I'm like, nope, I've, I've seen it already. I know how it ends. It's not great. I'm going to be disappointed and I'm going to leave all that. But it feels like, and I'm, I'm again, ready to be heard again. I think Eberflus, I think with Getze, everything just is lining up correctly. And it goes back to what you were saying about like Justin Fields was brought up in the Shanahan concept. He's back. And it seems like, and again, of things not being an accident, Ryan Poles knew this. And he's like, give me a guy who, a a coach, a head coach, who's going to install this kind of system. Like, you don't think that they talked about this during the interview process of like, hey, you know, Flus, like who who do you have as an idea for an offensive coordinator? Getsy? Like, well, that's perfect because this is the kind of quarterback that we have. 
that all shows me that they believe in Justin Fields. Like it's, it, it shows me like they've illustrated, if anything, it feels like they've illustrated that they have a lot of faith in Justin Fields and they're not sabotaging him at all, even though I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan and that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> Shout out to the Beastie Boys, you know. By the way, <laughs> I I know and I always tell Sammy, I said, one of the things we don't do here, and I'm prone to do this, is we don't get off topic too much. But I do have to say something and because I feel like it, I feel like there's a correlation here uh, with, with people with the Bears narrative. This morning, somebody tried to pretend that the Beastie Boys weren't popular back in the day. Like, I'm what? What are you? What are we talking about? Like that was I, that was what that of all the things that I've seen on the internet over the last couple of days, that might have been the most shocking. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people just tweet stuff. I, I swear, I'm like, were you even alive when in the 80s and 90s? No, when the Beastie Boys? Like, you can't comment on it. Like, I don't comment on stuff beyond like when people talk about basketball players. And football players before my time, I usually stay out of the conversation. 100%. You know, I, I, I call Magic at the end of his uh his career, Bird at the end of that yeah. career. Like, so I, I have a little bit of opinion on him. I didn't see Will Chamberlain. I'm not going to talk about him. You know, yeah. <laughs> I have no I idea. <laughs> we were talking about that uh, when we did take it to the rank on Tuesday night. We were talking about like who is the best running back that you've ever seen who's not Walter Payton, and uh, a lot of great names were popping up, and I I always go back to Ladanian Tomlinson. I think that he, he profiles the most like Walter Payton, but again, like when people are like, well, Jim Brown, you're like, okay, listen, I could have been, I did not, I did not see Jim Brown play Marion Motley. I'm sure was great. Paul Horning. Fine. I didn't see them. So I can't comment on that, but it's like somebody just came up and was like, how come people didn't like Jim Brown? You're like, what? I'm I'm sure people did. Like, I, <laughs> why are you talking about this? <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it's kind of like that. It's like, yeah, Beastie Boys, yeah. Paul Revere. I, I, that was the I think that was yeah, of course no sleep till Brooklyn, but that beat right. I still to this day, I play that song regularly. Yeah. You know, I love that beat. Well, you meant you mentioned hold it now, hit it. That is one that goes um goes under the radar of like yeah. their Mount Rushmore of great songs or whatever. Cause everybody knows sabotage and Paul Revere, uh-huh. but, uh, and I will also contend that Paul's boutique was a incredible record that did not get its, that did not get its due back during the day. Yeah. Great, great album. That whole era, man, was, was good music. I don't know about what's going on now. I digress. I digress. <laughs> Let's get back on track. Um, we talked about this a little bit in the green room before the show. I want to put it out on record now. I keep, I've changed the teams that we've beaten uh, because for anybody who follows my career, you know that my record predictions are always 100% flawless. I nail them every time. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, we will be doing that. Uh, we're in talks. We're already getting the studio time. So look for that in the near future. The full slate, all 272, I will be doing it. I was on record on this, the the night of the schedule release. Bears are going to win 11 games. So ill will, how many games do you have the Bears winning this season? Oh, man. When we did our podcast, I, I had them at 10 and 7. Well, I'm sorry. What was the name of that podcast again? Three Kings of the Three Midway. Kings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Three Kings of the, or Kings, depending on your vernacular. Kings. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm starting to feel myself to almost say Kangs again. Yeah. I got a buddy who's uh 
who's out here in California? He's from like Yukaipa, if you're familiar. Isn't that, I'm, I'm very Wyoming. familiar with Yukaipa. <laughs> I'm an IE person, so yeah. Yeah, and it. he is a huge hip hop fan, right? And so, like, he says some things, like, you can't say it. And I said, he has a pass, he can say it. He is sort of, he knew who De La Soul was. So I was like, you get a pass. You're from you're Yukaipa, in. You're in. and you know who De La Soul is, you get a pass. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. It all checks out. <laughs> it all checks out. But realistically, uh, probably 89. Nope, I, I just, nope, nope. That's not what you said. <laughs> I said say 10 your, and 7 say on your the number. There 10 it is. 7 on the record. I had 10 and 7 on the record. On the, on going game by game. Game by game, I had them at 10 and 7. Don't let so. anybody talk you out of that. <laughs> I got talked into 11 because Kyle Brandt was, you know, running his mouth saying that I was going to automatically predict them to win 10. And I said, I'm not, it's not going to be 10. It's going to be 11. Um, but it's, you know, we, we talked about this briefly uh, before you came on, but it's like, okay, I, I don't even want to concede one game. I don't want to concede both games to the Packers. No. But there are a lot of winnable games in this schedule. Uh, John McClain, who covers the, or used to cover the Texans for the Houston Chronicle, was out there like, oh, I can't wait for this Lovey Smith revenge game. And you're like, bro, he's 0-2 against the Bears. He's made his return to Soldier Field yeah. with a team that was probably better than the one he's got right now. Stop the narratives. Like there are a lot of winnable games there for the Bears. They're playing the NFC East. The Eagles are going to be very good, but the Giants, the Commanders, oh, even the Cowboys. Like I'm not, I'm not conceding the Cowboys to you guys. Why would I? Why would I ever do such a thing? I think there's reason for optimism for this team. Yeah, we usually beat the Cowboys for some odd reason. It just yes. seems to work. Remember, Mister Biscay had that hell of a game versus them. Prime time game. Yeah. Uh, the, the Texans, that's a, that's an interesting game. Like you said, Lovey's been back and I went back. I did something interesting. NFL game pass. Shout out to your employer. Uh, I paid for that. Sir. I'm religious. I pay all the time. It's a great service. Like uh, of all the things I will tell you, I listen, I was telling you to go get black market jerseys. So (laughs) you know that I, you know that I will keep it real. Um, game pass is legitimate. That is something that you should invest in. Yes. Yes. So I went back and watched the, the game versus – I actually watched every game that Coach Eberflus coached versus whatever team we're facing, right, including the Packers, the 49ers. But they destroyed the Texans. The Texans scored a total of three points in two games versus a Matt Eberflus defense. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to have much success. I don't think they added enough weaponry to, to just overcome whatever uh, Matt Eberflus is going to throw at them. That's, that's something I'm really interested in seeing. It's something that's very underrated about this team. No one's talking about the defense. You yeah. hired a guy who had the number three ranked defense, according to DVOA, Football Outsiders. Give you some ammunition to go and uh, argue your point with them, mm-hmm. right? He was number yeah. three. The first year I went back, let me look. Maybe the first year they sucked. No, they were 10. No, they no, were they were good. Down. I, re- yeah. I remember your tweets about this, yeah. Yeah, they were good. So I'm like, why is everyone thinking that the Bears, the Bears were ranked 13th last year, even with the secondary being a complete mess, yeah. right? Why are they going to get worse? <laughs> They're going to have a good defense, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Bears defense, as right now, personnel-wise, is better than that Colts defense in 2018. Darius yeah. Leonard was a rookie. Kenny Moore yeah. was a second-year player who basically landed in Indiana after being cut in New England. That was They didn't have DeForest Buckner yet. They had a, just a bunch of guys. I mean, Grover Stewart was, was great. But before Eberfuss came, he was just a guy. So – I'm like, we might be pretty good on defense. You know, I think a lot of people aren't paying enough attention to the defense, you know, because everybody's so obsessed with wide receivers. You know, we didn't trade, you know, first round draft pick for Tyreek Hill, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. 
And uh, and you were talking about it too. Um, I mean, obviously the Bears were in a position to beat the 49ers last year yeah. uh, with, with Matt Nagy as the head coach. But you also pulled up that Eberflus had success shutting down Kyle Shanahan. Was it last year, two years ago? I think it was last year. Yeah, they was shut him down. Been? Yeah, I think it was last year they played him. Yeah, they they scored on the opening drive, and it looked like a typical Shanahan thing. He just kind of marched the field, ran the ball, play action. Then it's he adjusted in the game. It's amazing. I, I had never seen this before. You know, in in a, in a very long time in Chicago, a coach actually in, in game adjust and stop Shanahan from running the ball, and then they basically just they just smoked him, and then they started doing the typical things. Picking off passes, stripping the ball away, punching the ball out—that's another thing, man. Yeah, these guys are going to rally to the ball, just like Lovey days. They're going to strip at the ball. They're going to punch at the ball. There's going to be turnovers. You know, we we got like eight interceptions last year. It was horrible. You know, we did we didn't turn the ball over. Not at all. Take the ball away a lot at all. That's going to help the offense. You get more possessions. <laughs> you stop them from scoring, and you get more possessions. You have more opportunity to score. Justin Fields has more opportunity to, to rack up fantasy stats. It's all about complementary football, and that's the thing that I like. I'm excited about the defense, and it's not being talked about. No one's talking about the defense. Yeah, and they're acting like it doesn't help. Like it, like you said, like it, like it. Getting the ball back into Justin Fields' hands is great. Shorter fields are great. You know, it just why, I, we did it in 2018. That's the reason why Nagy's offense looked halfway competent in 2018 because Fangio's defense were handing the ball at the 50 yard line. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, a lot more possessions that start at the 50 instead of your own 15, then it's it's gonna be amazing what can happen. And that's and again, like I know that I repeat this a lot, and so I apologize to everybody who listens to every show, but it's like, look, there were three games last year: the Ravens, the Steelers, and the 49ers, where we had leads late. Even against this, even against the Packers, we were leading yeah. at halftime. Mm-hmm. If we could have stopped the Packers on a fourth quarter drive, Justin Fields would have had the ball in his hands with an opportunity to win the game. They win three of those games. Now all of a sudden the Bears have nine wins. That would have been bad for us because at least Ryan, one of the one of them would have survived. Probably Ryan Pace. Probably Ryan Pace, yeah. <laughs> and then we would have had a new coach, and it probably wouldn't have been as good. And then it would then it would have been a disaster. But it worked out the way that it worked out. I just don't understand. Why people say that, well, your roster's much worse, like much worse. Seven games of Khalil Mack has made the, made the, made the team that much worse. (laughs) Allen Robinson, who I love dearly, not giving a shit, losing him makes us worse. I don't understand any of that. And by the way, Sammy, sorry. I got so worked up. I didn't mean to cuss. I go, listen, I go on the tape never lies network. You would, you would think I was Bill Burr. Just cussing with the storm. <laughs> I come over here for our nice Canadian host, and I've I've never said a bad word in my life. Um, but it fires me up. And again, like I know that this is one of the things that's you know why I really enjoy following you on Twitter is like you're calling the people out on this, and not in a weird way. And I'm trying to be respectful. I'm not trying to call people yeah. names. Yeah, exactly. just being like I I just very simply be like I do not agree with your premise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and yeah. then people are like, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, please. I've talked yeah. enough, please. <laughs> nah, you're fine. It's, it's your show, man. But uh, no, it's yeah, it's the same thing. I try not to be mean. I try to I try to be how I would be in real life. You know, there's a little bit of banter back and forth, but I try not to, you know, you know, curse people out and stuff. But yeah, yeah, and, and it's the thing. I love Khalil Mack. I, I am on record saying I don't think the Bears should trade Khalil Mack. He should retire. Mm-hmm. Bear his, his jersey should be hanging in the rafters. I hated the way Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy handled 
Allen Robinson. I do think Allen Robinson could have handled it better, you know, uh, but sure. they're 40. He's 28. I expect 40-year-olds to be a little bit more mature than a 20-something-year-old, right, yeah. uh, being one myself. Uh, so they could have handled it better. But, yes, we didn't get a lot of production out of the players that we lost. I love Akeem Hicks, too. I actually hope they sign him on a one-year deal. I did, too. Yeah, I really yeah. did, too. But same time, he missed a lot of time. Allen Robinson – he didn't play when he did play. He wasn't very interested, and they didn't really have him running like any complex routes. He had no chemistry with Justin Fields because they didn't practice together, right? Yeah. And he only played twelve games. Uh, Tariq Cohen, sad, sad story, right? He didn't play at all. Yeah. You know, uh, Danny Trevathan, he played five games. Akeem Hicks played like seven. So a lot of it, you look at the paper and you see these names, and we think twenty eighteen, and they just <laughs> it's not the same. Justin Fields does not know what it's like to play with a hundred yard, hundred catch Allen Robinson. He has no idea what that's like. Mr. Yeah. Bisky does. Nick Foles does. Justin Fields, he doesn't. He he knows Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, David Montgomery, and Khalil Herbert. That's all he knows. So yeah. that's what you have to judge the team off of, off of that. Not based off what players were before he got here. He doesn't understand that. You know, that doesn't register in his brain because he knows Allen Robinson barely being here. He doesn't yeah. know what it's like to have a seat games dominated by Khalil Mack. He only seen seven of them, right? In the Bears defense, the front four was were pretty solid. Travis Gibson is just completely underrated. He has oh my God. Backs, right? <laughs> Going back to play his natural position now. Yes. Robert Quinn as well. You know, Robert Quinn was better in the 4-3 than he was. He actually went insane last year, you know. But uh, Roquan Smith playing in a natural wheel position is awesome too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's you know what's funny is uh, Nick Shook, who do who does a lot of our analytics for Next Gen Stats, had an article out at the beginning of last year talking about Bobby Quinn about how effective he actually was at getting pressure on the quarterback. That it wasn't translating into say into sacks, but he was a very effective player. And so he was. I always credit him to be like it wasn't really a surprise because Nick Shook had kind of pointed this out. It translated into into sack numbers. The sack numbers will likely fall. They'll regress this year, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, He's still going to be able to get to the quarterback. He is still going to make a quarterback rush his throws. He is still going to be a presence. He's going to have to get chipped. There's going to be a lot of things going on that, you know what, if you're an, you're an IDP fantasy player, his sacks won't be there, and you can be upset about that. But for people who watch football, they will understand, like, he's still making his presence felt. He's still opening things up for the three technique. Everything is going to be working better because of him and it it's and it's fun to me like that that's the whole thing is like when they traded Khalil Mack I was upset I was on record saying like let's hold on to both of them let's wait till the like if we need to make trades during the middle of the season like Denver did with Von Miller mm-hmm. I would be fine with that but if the Chargers are going to walk up and be like here's a second round pick here's Brisker here's Brisker and uh we're gonna we're gonna pay all his salary then you're like okay I gotta make that deal exactly I don't. It, I'm glad they didn't take the better guy. You, you took the guy who wasn't better. Like you, I don't know that if, how, how we would have fit into the uh, the Chargers system, but it's like you took the guy who was hurt, but it's bigger name value, and maybe yeah. it's an LA thing. You need the you need the big yeah. name uh, to to bring that in. But whatever, like you took the worser player, the, the the less productive player, yeah. over the last couple of years, you paid him all the money so we don't have to. And you gave us Brisker. Like, okay, I'll make that deal anytime. And now our defense is better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't emphasize enough people are just not paying attention to the defense. I know it's offensive driven league. But yeah, Robert Quinn and, and Robert Quinn played under uh Rodney Arinelli in the Cowboys yeah. system. So he already knows 
the the low system. People were joking about the low system. But this thing has been around since Dungy, right? This yeah. isn't anything new. You know, they hustle. And if you watch, go back and watch the Colts game. For anybody who has NFL game pass, Baldy did a breakdown, and it was painful to watch. Shout out to Baldy. I love Baldy. Baldy's breakdowns. He did a breakdown. It's on YouTube. The Bears versus the Colts. I remember that game. We got, we got smacked. We almost won the game. And they folded through the ball, went off Anthony Miller's hand. They picked it off. But he was just breaking it down how the Colts were just playing bear defense. He kept saying, look at the Colts playing bear defense in Chicago because they were rallying to the ball. They were rally- Every time David Montgomery got tackled, it was like a pile of white jerseys on top of them. Yeah. And they were all like trying to get the ball out. I miss that. I want to see that in Chicago. I want to see just, just swarms of guys tackling. I think Lance Grigg retweeted it. Somebody posted a video of like the Bears versus the Vikings. And, a, and they threw the running back the ball in the flat. And like Chicago Bears were like just jumping over people. Just It seemed like they were like coming out of the stands, like just laying hits. <laughs> trying to get the ball out. And it was like crazy. It was like almost like like a video game. Like guys were just jumping over offensive line and just hitting them, hitting people. Yeah. I want yeah. to see that. Before. I'm a meathead Chicago Bears fan. I want yeah. defense. I want running the ball. I want Justin Fields to hit Darnell Mooney over the top of 80 yards on a, on a, on a, on a go route. You know, that's what I want to see. Bear down. Yeah, I'm not afraid of being a little bit of a meatball myself. But listen, <laughs> listen, ill will. I think that is the best place to uh, to stop this. Want to thank you uh, for for hanging out here today. I I believe uh, if you'll ever return, the, oh, the yeah. invitation will be extended once again. I enjoyed this. You're uh, you're as delightful in person as you are on Twitter, and so I thank you for being here. And c- before you go, uh, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter. I know. Sammy was having a hard time. Like, there's 13 ill wills. It's like, no, no, no. You'll, he's unmistakable. You'll be able to find him. But where can everybody find you on Twitter and follow along and, of course, follow along with your podcast? Yes, it's uh, at 79 ill will. Uh, you can follow the Three Kings. We're on all streaming devices. We got to have you on, right? Please. Three, yeah, 100%. Kings, three Kings in the Midway, Devore Nesby, Dan Goodwin, um, our co-host, you know, we're, you know, we, we're no whole bar podcast, so you can, you can curse, you can rant well, like gonna, a sailor. You I'm going to come in and curse up a storm. <laughs> so if you've got a lot of anger to get off your chest, you can do it on our podcast. This, this is, this is, this is the album they sell at Target. <laughs> when I go on your show, we'll be the one they sell <laughs> with the, in all the other record shops. Yeah. <laughs> Explicit lyrics. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we'll see you soon and uh, bear down. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Bear down, baby. All right, there he goes. The great ill will. Wasn't he amazing? I know that Sammy was sitting there pointing to his watch like rank. Let's wrap it up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but thanks for everybody for uh for 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 being here today. I will tell you though, uh, a couple of programming notes uh that you might want to might want to take advantage of. Um, and I didn't I didn't write it down. I will tell you, I'll just tell you the good stuff. Tuesday night, take it to the rank. We're gonna be having a very special guest. Can I say this? If not, cut it off, Sammy. Uh, Jim McMahon, Jim McMahon, the punky QB is going to be on take it to the rank Tuesday night, a Q and a session. Uh, I'm probably going to ignore all of you and ask all the questions, but it doesn't matter. Jim McMahon is going to be with us. And then on Thursday, uh, Kari Blasen game, uh, will be there talking about the run scheme and everything like that. So we've got a couple of great shows coming up. We've got another guest that we're working on as well. Uh, for any of you who like the bachelor. No, no, no. It's a football-related thing, so we're working on somebody else. So a lot of good stuff coming on, but Jim McMahon on Tuesday. Make sure you join us there, 8 p.m. Eastern. Until then, everybody, bear down. And, Sammy, go ahead and play us out.
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.